Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Thank you, and welcome, everyone. So I'm Reverend Karen Cleveland. And tonight, if you want to go ahead and put the slides up, Sylvia Rose, that would be great. Um, for those that have not been jo- joined earlier in the last, I think, three weeks, we're doing part of a series of The Power of Decision. And uh, so we're on chapter four this week, and I'm going to talk about decide to be happy. So just waiting on the slides, and that's okay. Um, so this, this is a book written by uh, Charles Raymond Barker. And, um, you know, he, the kind of the bottom line is happiness is genuine satisfaction with your present experience. But how do we get there? How do we do that? And so we're going to talk about that. And I'm sorry, just tiny, tiny technology thing going on here. <laughs> tiny. Okay, here we go. All right. So um, decide to be happy. Yeah. And I guess the question is can anyone on this call? like stand a little bit more happiness in your life you know maybe you're already super happy and that's great but maybe you wouldn't mind another five minutes a day of happiness or maybe you wouldn't mind just to up the degrees a little bit of happiness so let's see if we can find some ways to do that yeah especially during this pandemic i could use more okay perfect um, I think a lot of people could, to be honest with you. So let's let's look at that. So go ahead and go on to the next slide, if you wouldn't mind, Sylvia Rose. So do we have enough to be happy? Um, unhappy, oops, I think we went too far. <laughs> okay, thank you. So unhappy people believe that they know exactly why they're unhappy. And they want to change events or situations, conditions, people. There's things in their lives, in their worlds going on that doesn't fit what they need to be happy. And I'm sure at some time we've all thought, you know, if only I had got that job, if only she hadn't left me, if only I could lose weight or if I was taller or if I got that house or if I didn't have kids or if I did have kids or if I had a horse or if I didn't have a dog, you know, all these things. I'd be happy if I did or didn't have or have not that item, right, or that situation. And so um, so sometimes we beat ourselves up with this, you know, well, I'd be happy if he had done something differently. I'd definitely be happy now. So I'm curious, and and because we're recording, we're not going to share right now. We'll share later. But does any of that sound familiar to you? I'm just wondering if people could sit for a moment and say, yeah, I think my I think I could be happier if a certain situation would have changed, would have happened differently. You know, I had no control of it over it. It should have been different. So just kind of take it just a half a second and consider that. Um, and, and kind of see, maybe, maybe things would have been different because I know I've done this a lot, okay? For a long time, I said, 
I told myself, if I had only gotten that one job that I really wanted, that I was super qualified for, that they really should have um, hired me, they should have offered me the job, life would be so good right now. I would, I would have a lot of money. I'd be able to travel a lot of places. Um, I'd be in a big position of respect. And, you know, life would really be good. And, of course, in retrospect, eh, maybe not. But, um, but let's talk about things now instead of conditions. Because not only if conditions were differently, but if we had certain things, maybe we'd be happy. You know, we exist right now in a gluttony of things. We can get almost anything we want delivered same day or next day or within just a couple of days, right? We can have food delivered right now, or we can um, have the best electronics. We can buy toys. We can get all kinds of stuff delivered to us. I mean, for lower prices than they've been to for, for many items. And even the lower classes that, 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 um, you know, socio socioeconomic classes that we used to think couldn't afford things. A lot of people can afford stuff. So there's a lot of things out there. RVs. I remember when I used to look <clears throat> at a large motorhome going by on the freeway, it was always an old retired person. And RVs are not for old retired people anymore. Um, you know, a lot of people can afford these things. And and how about layaway? Okay, I don't know if anyone remembers layaway. You're going to have to be a little bit older, I think, to remember lay, laying away stuff. You Instead of buying on credit or buying right now, you would go to the store, you say, I want this item, and you would make payments on it until you paid it off. And I remember I did that with a ski jacket one year. I went to Kmart. I found this ski jacket I loved. And so I had to lay away it, and I would go in and make the payments. And I was so happy when I came home with this jacket, but you know what? Um, after a while, it started getting dirty, it was tearing up, it was getting outdated and out of style, and it didn't make me so happy anymore. So we have all these toys and electronics and things to make us happy, but are they making us happy? And I'm sure some of you have um, anxiously awaited things for your kitchen or for your home or your garage or your life, and you get them and you're not so happy. I mean, I know I, oh, I was so excited to get my air fryer because I was gonna be happy to cook all that great food in my air fryer instead of just sitting on my counter taking precious kitchen space, right? So um, it's normal. We buy things to make us happy, but eventually it seems like maybe they stop making us happy, right? Have, I'm sure, have you bought things like that? Because any, anything that we buy um, to make us happy is gonna have a happiness expiration date on it. So the things themselves are not going to be what makes us happy. Uh, Eckhart Tolle mentions in his book, The Power of Now, he says to, it's kind of a, a strange, um, uh, let me just say it. So he says, observe the peculiar pleasure you derive from being unhappy. Okay, so Eckhart Tolle is saying, 
maybe we're getting some pleasure from being unhappy and maybe we should observe that. And we're not going to get into that right now, but I just thought it was an interesting observation for us to observe that. Because a lot of things, a lot of us are attached to the things that we think are gonna make us happy, but we come back to our unhappiness. So uh, we can go to the next slide. Um, so if things don't make us happy, what does? Well, according to Raymond Charles Barker, a change of consciousness is gonna make us happy. So old ideas aren't going to create new conditions for us. Um, they slow us down. We need new ideas and new information. And um, we need this new information going through our head like our old ideas do, but, but we need the new stuff to create a new excitement instead of the same old thing. And I, I just want to point out that great ideas are seeking your awareness and you need to pay attention to them because um, in order for you to thrive, in order for you to function and have a, um, a greater satisfaction, you need to pay attention to the ideas that are coming to you. And it's ideas and mental attitudes that are gonna create happiness. So you can produce your happiness by, by getting creative and by letting creative ideas govern your everyday thinking. We're so busy often um, that we fail to nurture these ideas in us and to rehash the old ideas, you know, the past, that it's just, it doesn't help us at all. So we need to get new ideas and we need to pay attention to these. We need to, to sit and allow the new ideas to come and to pay attention when they come. Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, um, in her book Big Magic talks about idea she 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 has a theory and she's not the first person that has said this theory before but ideas will land on you and if you don't take advantage of the idea it will eventually go on to someone else so there's ideas out there waiting to be formed to be put into manifestation and when they land on you if you don't pay attention if you take too long if you're too scared it's going to move on to someone else you know, so we need to think about what do I do with new ideas? Do I ignore them? Am I too scared to act on them? Or do I act and um, provide some creative thinking and creative thought around them? So the kingdom of God is within and here is the source of ideas. All right. So it is, these ideas come from within. But sometimes we need some external stimulation. So next slide, please. All right, so Raymond Charles Barker says, decide that you will be happy and then state it. So to state that you are not unhappy gives freedom to the creative ideas um, to be activated, all right? Um, your present mind is the cause of the world of your effects. So science doesn't deal with the future, um, it just deals with right now. So what you're thinking right now is going to help produce what you're experiencing in the world. And everything that happens to you happens because of um, what you're dwelling on basically. So are you going to dwell on the old or dwell on the new? And in order to dwell on the new, if you need help like 
drumming up new ideas, you can't do the same old thing. You can't get stuck in your routine. So you need to do something new and different. So for example, buy food from a new restaurant, a um, perhaps a type of cuisine you've never even tried before, some food you've never tried before. So different tastes. Drive a different way to work or to school or um, to the grocery store. Turn just one street earlier, one street later than you normally do and see what, what's down that street. You never know what kind of ideas are going to come from turning too early or too late. Watch a different TV station than you normally do. Uh, listen to a different radio station, different kind of music or talk or podcast. Because if we do the same thing all the time, it's going to be the same old ideas. And it's really great to get something thought-provoking in there. Um, try to employ all your senses. So smell new things, whether it's like a candle or a soap or a flower. Touch different textures that you don't normally have in your own house. Um, just see and experience. And of course, you know, travel is a great way, not right now, perhaps, but travel is a great way to get out there and kind of experience everything all at once, you know, different tastes, different sounds, different textures, different smells. So just know that static, um, a static state, not ecstatic, but static, produces monotony, monotony and boredom. And God didn't plan this for you. So getting stuck in the same old routine is, um, it's destructive. It's not constructive for your happiness and for your creative process. So happiness is going to be based on you uh, making use of your creative process because that's exciting. For those of you that, uh, that actually sit down intentionally doing something creative, you know that you like that, you know that you're probably happy doing it. You know, you might not even think about it. So, um, and that's, that's a state of happiness of being so absorbed that you're enjoying the time. So, so become aware of where your mental state is. Are you, are you going through the old ideas over and over and over? Are you allowing new ideas to enter? And are you doing things that allow new ideas to enter? Because we have to open ourselves up to allow those new ideas to come. And if there's any problems, any um, situations, experiences that we don't like, so um, the job that I didn't get, the, you know, the ex-husband did something, the horse didn't do something, the whatever it is, if there's situations that, that we don't like, sitting with that problem or issue as it is in the current state uh, isn't going to help us solve it. And I'm sure we've all heard that before that we can't solve a problem at the same level that it exists, right? So we need input, we need new ideas, we need new and exciting thinking to come in. Because thinking based on new ideas is happiness. So we need to decide and let the creative process move through us. So um, where, um, where our attention is, 
is where our emotions are going to follow. If our attention is on the old and icky, our attention, our emotions are going to be in the old and icky. So just remember that when thinking about your well-being. I think I forgot. Um, yeah, let's go to the next slide, please. Sorry. Oh no, we are on the next last slide. I'm sorry. So I think I think we went. Okay. Anyways, course of action doesn't matter. So um, these are ideas that that the author put into the book. So some ideas that you can get new ideas flowing. And I wanna tell you one really, really good one is a spiritual mind treatment. Um, it's not listed down here, I don't think. And, and certainly he didn't list it. But um, if you've never had a spiritual mind treatment through, from a practitioner or from anyone, I highly advise it. And in fact, next week is a spiritual tune-ups. And so, um, it would be a great thing just to open up your mind to how you can feel about a certain thing. So always recommend a spiritual mind treatment, but he also lists for course of action, um, decide to be happy, make it the decision and say it aloud to yourself. Um, say, I have decided to be happy. I have decided to be happy, okay? Your thoughts, creative action flows where your words are right? So I have decided to be happy. And know that it is your divine birthright that God did not make you for boring, mundane stuff. Um, stop all complaining. If you have to answer um, people like, hi, how are you? You know, well, I'm feeling pretty crappy, thanks. Well, no, let's not do that. Let's answer with a spiritual truth of how you truly are and maybe how you want to feel as well. So, hi, how are you? I am whole, thank you, right? So answer with spiritual truths and see how that feels for you. Start doing new and different things. You know, I made some suggestions, but there's a lot, a lot of new things you can do. Just disrupt your routine. Get up five minutes earlier for a, a walk outside or um, anything. Read more books like this one. Again, these are all things that he suggests. Um, and and he actually, one thing he said is dress nice, dress nicely and be well-groomed. And I think I what I put down is just dress in a way that makes you feel good about yourself, okay, about your appearance. So feel good about your appearance. And of course, if you can't do all of these, that's absolutely okay. He doesn't expect you to, but do what you can right now. Just do what you can. So I want to leave with this thought because we are on this earth um, right now in this lifetime, this one time and what we're doing with it. And if we're happy or not happy, uh, it's up to us to help create that. So I want to just leave you with this thought. It's from Todd Michael from the book, The 12 Conditions of a Miracle. And it's about the Continental Divide. Now, probably most of you know that the Continental Divide is the place um, pretty much in the Rockies, the mountain ridge, where anything that drops on the east side of it eventually flows out to the Atlantic and any precipitation that drops on the west side of it flows down eventually to the Pacific. So it's this, the place in the, not in the middle of the United States, but it's the place that divides the Atlantic Ocean from the Pacific Ocean um, tributaries. And in that place, up on that mountain ridge, even a half inch is going to make a difference 
between Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean. So it's a very fine line when rain falls, snow falls, where it's going and what side it's going to. And the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, if we consider them our worlds, they're very different, okay? The, if we lived a world in the Pacific Ocean, it's gonna be very different than the world in the Atlantic Ocean. And we are constantly walking that ridge. Our thoughts, our words, our actions, are we dropping them on the side of what we would consider mundane? Or are we dropping them on the side that we would consider miracles? All right. They, it's a very fine line. And, and once it drops, it's doing the flow all the way out to the ocean, one way or the other. So I just want, um, like I said, just a thought to be conscious of when you are doing what you do, when you're making decisions to do things. Are you going to the mundane or the to, to the miraculous? Okay, I'm gonna to ask to stop recording and we're gonna have a discussion now about this.